Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. I am so excited to have you here by a raise of hands. Who's excited to be here? Okay. So before we go into the episode, I just want to quickly go down a list of shit that I need you to do for me. It's really everyone's favorite part of the episode. If you could please, 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 please rate and subscribe the show five stars or four or four and a half or five. And if it's going to be any lower then don't even worry about it. But, um, it really helps me so much. The subscribing to the show. I don't care if you have to grab your grandma's Android and do it on there. I don't care if it has to be your sister's Android. I don't know if it has to be your boyfriend's. Just kidding. He would fucking slap that shit right out of your hand because you know, there's some shady shit on there. Men. Ugh. Okay. So, um, besides that, what else? SophiaFranklin.com to send me your stories and any questions you have for me and my merchandise, which I feel confident enough to say it's the best in the game. So last week I did my very first collaboration. It was the funnest fucking thing ever, and I can't wait to do plenty, plenty more in the future. And by the future, I mean next week. I'm going to have a very special guest on. It is somebody that I have seen a lot of requests for. So I think you guys will be very pleased with that. Uh, Dating. Dating, dating, dating. Sensitive topic for me. I used to talk about my personal dating life a lot, and that blew up in my face, like, to insane proportions, as in millions of people got involved in my personal relationship, and it was not a good time, not a good time at all, but with that said, I feel... Like, I've been doing this show for a few months now, and I'm easing into this, and I think it's about that time that I start talking about it. I just ask that people can be a little bit considerate, because I love you guys, and I know you love me. I mean, I don't know that, but hopefully you guys could be considerate at the very least. Manners, table manners. Let's get into the fucking episode. So, every single week, I like to start with a update, a mental health update. 
Because I think it's very important to check in with yourself and see how you're feeling and what you're thinking. And a lot of us are out of touch with our emotions. And I know I am because I was about to tell you what my update is. And I was like, what the fuck is it? If I had to say on a 1 through 10 scale, I would say I'm a 6. I would say I'm a hard 6 right now. And... I think there are multiple reasons for that. A, Christmas presents. This is about to sound so fucking superficial, but please hear me out. I have purchased a total of two presents that were off of Amazon Prime. I have about 48 more to go, and it's stressing me out, and it just kind of makes me feel like I'm not good enough, and... I think that that absolutely can affect your mental health. That's A. B, I haven't been sleeping. I am exhausted. And it's not because I've been up journaling or partying or anything of that nature. It's because I have had straight up insomnia. And when you pair insomnia with your cell phone, you end up in some black hole on the internet. So I've pretty much been sleeping, I don't know, four hours a night during the week. And then during the weekend, I try to catch up on my sleep and I sleep quite literally 14 to 16 hours. And I know it's not healthy, but actually it is kind of fucking healthy because my friend who I was talking to about this sent me an article that said billionaires do this. So I'm not saying like I have the same characteristics or qualities as a billionaire or a very, very successful person at all, but have you ever seen Jeff Bezos and I in the same room? I don't know. Think about it. Just kidding. I obviously have no similarities with them because I'm fucking gorgeous and Jeff Bezos will never know what that feels like. Wow. But Jeff, you know what? It's completely fine because if you wanted to slide into my DMs right now, I would take everything back publicly and marry you in two seconds. So anyways, a few nights ago, I got into a hole looking at, it was either a K-hole, a vaginal hole, or a hole looking at before and after plastic surgery pictures. I know that everyone thinks that I've had something done. I mean, not everyone, but every single time I post a picture, someone comments something like, Hi, Michael Jackson. Who did your nose? Tag your surgeon. Trust me. Trust me. You guys will know when I do get something done because I will absolutely be using all of my clout for discounts on filler specifically. But while I was in this internet black hole session, I found this forum with this girl saying some outrageous shit, and I need to pull it up right now for you guys. This girl claims that filler will ruin your face. And she said, I'm not saying that like, oh, plastic surgery is bad, everyone's beautiful. I'm saying that from fucking science. They tell you it dissolves. It does not dissolve. It just disperses throughout your entire face, and then you need to get more. Eventually, it rounds out your face, and you get that, and this was the trigger, 
Hollywood moon face you see on all of those YouTubers. Look up filler MRI on YouTube and find the plastic surgeon talking about the long-term impacts of fillers on your face shape. Then she does give a few examples of people that look like that. One of them I won't mention, but then she says the cast of Jersey Shore. So I know plenty of people personally that have gotten filler, and when I ask them for advice, they have told me it completely dissolves. It's not a big deal. Within 6 to 12 months, if you didn't like it, it's gone. Liars. Liars. Obviously liars because... I soon had an epiphany after seeing this fucking forum. I have seen the blue corn moon on Instagram several times. I have seen like that crescent moon face multiple times. And I used to think it was just these women getting older or maybe gaining a little bit of weight. I just never associated it with getting filler. And I'm just completely in shock. And I'm now petrified of getting this. But will I still probably get it? Absolutely. Farrah Abraham would be a perfect example of this. More power to her. I fully support the journey. I'm just saying, like, all of us gather around crystals charged. We have a full moon tonight. And I'm not being a bitch. I feel like she owns her plastic surgery. But guys, I'm just like realizing how much I do this and how fucked up my sleep schedule is. And then I just get like obsessive compulsive about it. And I start adding up the hours I didn't get and how much I need to get the next day. And then I like never get there. And like, it's just a bunch of numbers in my head. Beautiful mind status. Okay, it's not simple math. It's like calculus with how fucked up my sleep schedule is. Because the night before that, I just so happened to stumble upon Jay Alvarez and his gallons of coconut oil and his sex tape. And that's what we really truly need to talk about. I don't know if CNN has covered it. I don't know if Fox News has covered it. I know TikTok has covered it, which apparently TikTok covers everything. And that's where everything is leaked. And kids don't even need to go to college anymore because TikTok teaches you everything. Holy shit, this tape. Excuse me. Holy shit, that dick. That dick dough. He has a big penis. It is a beautiful penis. The head, the shaft, the shape, the color, everything about it was very appealing. (laughs) I sound like such a fucking creep. Before we get into this fucking masterpiece, Martin Scorsese, who is Jay Alvarez? Who is he really? I mean, he's an influencer. He has a ton of followers. The only reason I really know him is because he dated Alexis Wren and she tweeted that he had a small penis. And now I'm kind of thinking about all the other things Alexis Wren said, and I don't know how reputable they are. No offense, Alexis. I mean, it was probably out of anger. Like we've all fucking been there. So the sex tape, I want to hate on it so bad And I will, because that's what this podcast is. But I have to give him props because I've been watching it all day. 
I have been thinking about it all day and I have been thinking about him and specifically one of his body parts all day. He did a great job. But the sex tape, a few things. This is not your average run-of-the-mill doom buggy sex tapes. This is a one-minute clip. It is filmed in a style that I have never seen porn filmed in, and that style is vlogging, YouTube vlogging. It's filmed like a David Dobrik, Jake Paul, super quick cuts type of thing. So you see his penis for a millisecond, her vagina for a millisecond, her tits for two seconds, and it's just all over the place. And I just want to say that not every style of filming is transferable. And that's it. That wasn't what stood out to me. There were two other things that like really fucking shook me. The first thing, the soundtrack to this video is none other than Missy Elliott's Pass the Dutch. <laughs> you guys know the fucking song. Hootie hoo! I find that so fascinating. I don't know if anyone would want to have sex to that song, if that's a turn-on. I don't know if they had to license that out because I know I've tried to license a popular song before and it cost me 50 Gs. <laughs> Excuse me. It was supposed to cost me 50 Gs, but I did not pay for that. And I'm just like, holy shit. I mean, maybe because it got leaked, they didn't have to pay for it, which in that case, every single piece of content I put out from now on has been leaked. Um, the second thing, the coconut oil. So this is the scene. He shows a bottle of coconut oil to the camera. And I mean, that cameraman, I would die to trade fucking careers with him. He shows the bottle of coconut oil to the camera it was a very generic thing of coconut oil. He pours it out into a tea kettle of sorts, then pours it back into the bottle, and then pours it all over this gorgeous girl laying on the bed naked. I have multiple questions. <clears throat> a, did that coconut oil sponsor the video? Because this video is probably going to get millions of views, and I just don't know if you can sponsor porn. <gasps> Great question. I'm going to fucking look into that. Secondly, I just hope and pray that he checked the temperature of this coconut oil. Did he use a thermometer? At least. Did he put it in his elbow and test it like you do with a little baby when you're feeding them milk? Because it just, it freaked me out. I was seeing a whole phantom of the opera on her pussy type thing. And it freaked me out. And I get that he was trying to warm it up because I've been there before when you're hooking up with someone and then they just grab the lube off the nightstand and it's freezing and they slap it on your vagina and then you slap them in the face because like that doesn't feel good. Side note, anyone listening, warm it up, rub your hands together. And thirdly... Why is he trying to rip off Britney Spears' I'm a Slave for You music video? Very, very apparent copycat. Except with some Logan Paul vlog-style editing. And an Instagram filter on top. But, I mean, I gotta hand it to you. I don't know. 
Jay, I'm talking to you directly. I don't know if you were feeling irrelevant before, and so you purposefully leaked this to become relevant. You're fucking relevant, baby, because you are living in my mind rent-free. Guys, I am disgusted like how many times I watch this video and I'm disgusted at the fact that it turned me on. But that's really all I have to say about that shit. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, guys, we're going to do a little bit of a pivot here, and I want to welcome you guys to something I like to call Slute University. Slute University, this is a new one. This is a new segment, but I just think it makes sense. I started my own company, show, and I've opened up a fucking school. I'm basically Donald Trump, starting Trump University Except hopefully you guys get your money back and it's not horrible and it's not a scam and a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme or whatever the fuck it was. Okay, so luckily for all of you slooty pebbles out there, you're already admitted to this school and the ACT score, it just needs to be above a four. Welcome to Slute University. I'm going to be your professor or your roommate, or your sorority sister, or the fucking lady in the food hall swiping your meal card, whatever I am to you, let's go ahead and get started and get educated. And the first thing I want to talk about is squirting. Squirt, squirt. We're going to have a little bit of a squirting seminar because A, I was sent this video 
a couple days ago that really switched some shit up for me. And B, I have had my own experiences with it. I would not call myself a squirter, quote unquote, by any means, but it is an extremely polarizing topic. People like to hate on it. I mean, tell me the girls that have never squirted and want to are the ones that always feel a need to claim, oh my god, it's just pee. It very well could be, but there is this weird thing where girls feel like they have not become the ultimate sex goddess until they have been able to squirt. Why? They feel some inadequacy. And then there are women who squirt every time without fail, soak the bed, and feel ashamed or feel like an annoyance because they flooded the apartment. And it's like whether you do or you don't, it really does not define your sexual prowess, you could say. And more importantly... No one ever mentions, sometimes it just takes a certain guy to make it happen. It's not even you. It's the guy. And that's really what this is about. So back to the video that my friend sent me. This is very, very funny because he sent it to me and he kind of thought he had discovered something super special and unique. And he was like, holy shit, we need to be talking about this guy This guy's name is Kenneth, and this guy does tutorials, and he teaches different sex techniques while on video. This actually is my second favorite type of porn, tutorials. Literally starting like eight, nine years ago, that is what I would watch. There was one where a guy like is teaching you how to finger a girl or something like that. She's laying on a massage table. And from that moment on, those really fucking turned me on for some reason. I don't know why. It just is what it is. So that would be like my second. My first would be tentacle porn (laughs) or stuck porn. (laughs) that's something we could talk about in another episode, but those things are real. So this guy's name is Kenneth. And the reason I really enjoyed this video is because usually when we're talking about squirting, it's always directed at females and it's trying to teach women how to make themselves squirt. Oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me. Kenneth is here to teach men how to make a woman squirt. Like fucking OJ with his OJ Simpson gloves. <laughs> He's literally wearing these black latex gloves to make it professional. Okay. Number one, you guessed it. Touch the vagina. Just kidding. Touch the G-spot. And I know that we have both beginners and advanced people listening. So just quickly, the G-spot feels like this little spongy soft spot that is 0.5 to 2 inches above. And if you go up in the come hither motion, you will feel... I mean, I don't want to say it's the pelvic bone, but you will feel a hard bone and it's like right above that. That's where the G-spot is. Again, it's different for every single woman. Some might have it near their belly button. Some might have it directly above their clit. You just need to fish around and I really think you'll be able to find it. I really do have faith. So that's the first thing. 
So then the next thing, and this is actually something I found very interesting, is that when he first enters her vagina, he enters it at the very bottom, like almost adjacent to her butthole. And I think that that's important to point out because a lot of men or women or she, they, them, I don't want to give pronouns, whoever is fucking fingering someone, they go to the vagina and they're like poking around doing God knows what. You don't need to poke around looking for an opening and ending up like inside her butthole. You can just slide your fingers all the way down her pussy and start from the very bottom. And he started with one finger and then he upgraded. <laughs> Let me upgrade ya. He upgraded to two fingers. And another interesting thing is he staggered them. So they weren't side by side. It wasn't like read between the lines. It was like we are taking a nap on top of each other. One finger is resting on the other finger and taking a nap. I mean, why didn't they employ me to make this video? I don't know. He is so fucking descriptive in this tutorial that he even talks about how to use your arm muscles the most effectively. He said the straighter that your arm is, the better, and that the forearm can get super tired, and so that you can switch back and forth between your body positioning, but also the positioning of your hands. So at one point he's doing, and this is actually, and I quote, the rock star hand sign, which like I kind of want to die inside even saying that, but that's actually what he calls it. And then in another position, he is just doing two fingers in. And I personally have had sex before and I have never had a guy switch up his body positioning the amount of times Kenneth does. So he starts on his side and he's like using the forearm muscles the most. Then he gets directly in front of her vagina so he can like use his entire arm muscle. Then he does some really crazy Cirque du Soleil shit. And he gets on both knees using one arm to hold his body over her and the other one doing the work. And he also positions her legs a little bit like a turkey. So she is now more spread out. Her legs are more spread and they're closer to her chest instead of, you know, laying out in front of her or they're just propped up and both of her feet are on the bed. They're up in the air. This is the next thing, and this is where I am ashamed that I'm 28 years old and I've never had a man who's tried to do this on me, especially considering that I've dated older men. While his fingers are in her vagina and he's playing with her G-spot, he repositions his body over her to get more leverage and accessibility, blah, 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 blah. But he simultaneously rubs his palm on her clit. So while he's playing with the G-spot, the palm is rubbing on her clit. And I'm like, hello, anyone that I've ever hooked up with. Why has this never been done to me? 
I'm very upset about it, but I'm so glad I'm talking about it now because I think this is a huge thing. We need clit stimulation, most of us women, to have an orgasm. Anyways, then to get this girl blowing old faithful type water pressure power, he rocks her entire body up and down. You guys are like, what does that mean? Through her vagina, he is doing the come hither and doing the clit thing and everything we just talked about, but he's rocking her entire body up and down very aggressively and very vigorously, but in a safe, comfortable way that she obviously is enjoying because she's moaning and she has an orgasm. And I think that's very important to point out is like you can be super aggressive about this. I mean, not right off the bat, but I think that is kind of the key a lot of times to making a girl squirt. Like this girl, her butt is moving up and down off of the bed. That's how much he's rocking her and moving her. He actually says, do not hold back. And if you combine all of these moves until the final explosion, and then she fucking squirts everywhere, and it's extremely hot, and there is your squirting tutorial, squirting 101, Slute University. I can't wait to make, you know, someone do this to me. Who knows? Maybe we'll be at my happy ending massage. They'll be like, okay, that's going to be $1,000 extra. It's a workout. But there you guys go. Okay, so that's homework next week. Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. 
Can you feel it, Sleuths? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage of my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salud. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salud's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salud religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and... They even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at TaySalud.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with TaySalud. Okay, let's move on. And let's move into my favorite segment, questions, advice, and stories from my listeners. Hey, Sophia, I just need to know if you think this is weird or not. I have been with my boyfriend for more than three years now. We are both 23 and still living at home, thanks COVID. Whenever we hang out, our only option is to go to one of our parents' houses. When I'm at his house, I notice that his mom kisses him on the lips. This has literally happened after he has gone down on me. It personally makes me uncomfortable, but I also don't have a very touchy family. We don't even hug often. Is this weird or do we just have different family values and heritage and it's normal? Thank you. God damn. A little incest. Okay. Wow. That was so insensitive. I apologize. Um, so you know what? Just from my background being... Latinx, 
Mm-hmm. Latinx. Uh... You know, we tend to be very affectionate as well. You know, we're not saying hello with a handshake or a hug. You kiss random strangers on the cheek. I still kind of have to say I would think it's weird. I mean, my mom and my brother definitely don't do that. And I really don't want to judge, but I just think if you're over a certain age, it's a no-no. Oh my God, like that fucking video, the Tom Brady video. Please tell me you guys have seen that. He's getting a massage. He's shirtless on a massage table. It's totally fine. And his 11-year-old son comes in. And I am not going to lie. I think that that age, it's probably totally fine for your parents to do that. It was the way it was done. It, It was a little bit alarming. Like, he gave him a peck, fine, and then he told him to come back and do another peck, which is fine, but I think he said, like, do it longer or something, and it was, like, a lingering kiss, and I don't know, it just freaked me out, but maybe that is because society has, like, sexualized fucking everything, so I don't know, girlfriend, I don't necessarily think it's a heritage family values thing, and I personally would find it weird. I mean, he's 23, and he just ate your pussy. So his mom has eaten your pussy. Have a great day. Okay, moving on. This is a more serious one. Hi, Sophia. Currently going through a friend breakup right now, and I'm not doing so well. I know this is a bit of a touchy subject, but I honestly don't know where else to ask. How do I cope with losing someone and getting past this time, especially when I was the toxic friend and said some things I didn't mean? Love you, a loyal salute. Okay. First and foremost, friend breakups are similar to any type of breakup, sometimes even worse than a boyfriend breakup because... I mean, the way that I am with my closest friends, we're talking all day, we're sharing everything with each other, we are talking about stuff that I couldn't talk about with a boyfriend, Um, so it's fucking hard. I think that the way, well, hold on, I want to actually just back up for two seconds because you said some things that you didn't mean and you guys can't be friends anymore, like what the fuck did you say? Because I have said some fucked up shit to friends. Not really so much anymore, but I remember I've I've gotten drunk a few times and said some shit I shouldn't have said. I called Allie. You guys know her. I called her a cunt one time. That was very rude. Um, I feel like if you're very, very close with your friends, that's something you can move past. But, I mean, what did you fucking say? Like, I'm going to kill your family and, like, fuck your dog as in fuck him up. That would be a little bit scary. So then I would say in that instance, if you're really that toxic, maybe you got to do a little self-evaluation. Maybe it's time to kind of be like, okay, well, why am I the toxic friend? And why am I saying mean shit to the point that I can't even be friends with these people? And uh, work on yourself a little bit. That's how you can pass the time is working on yourself. But you know what? You will make new friends. If this relationship is not salvageable 
And the way to cope is really the way you cope with most things in life. You, time will heal all wounds. I, I truly believe that. And focus on yourself and getting healthy and self-care and all of those amazing things. Okay? Also, you know, definitely reach out to old friends that you haven't talked to in a while. All right, moving on. Hey, Sophia, I'm a huge fan of your show and super proud of you. Thanks, girlfriend. I wanted to share something with you because I personally have never heard of it. So I've been dating my boyfriend for two years and the entire time he never came. Or so we thought. He always said I was really good and that he always came close and even felt like he had orgasmed, but no cum ever came out. This has been going on for two years Only now did he decide to go to the urologist who told him that it is possible for a man to climax without actually ejaculating. Personally, I never heard of this and thought it was extremely weird. Did you know this was a thing? I'm kind of worried about it, but also kind of relieved that I don't actually suck in bed. Love you so much. Uh... I did not know this was a thing. I have never encountered it. When I read this message, I went down a rabbit hole researching. It's called a dry orgasm. And apparently it is something that absolutely exists. And I mean, I know when kids like before their balls drop or whatever, like they don't ejaculate. But I'm assuming I'm assuming. Obviously, if this lady is writing in, they're old enough and his balls have dropped. Okay, so that does happen in adults too, apparently, here and there. And I read that one of the reasons sometimes is when the man is having multiple orgasms in a short period of time. So, like, his semen can't replenish. And that I actually feel like I have um, experienced before because this boyfriend of mine, I am not exaggerating and people don't believe me. Like, I think the most we ever got to was eight times. And I think there were a few times where I didn't see any come coming out. And I was like, bitch, I thought we were doing this so that you could come and so that I could go to sleep because now we're on the fucking seventh round and I didn't see any semen. Get out of my pussy at my house. But I guess this is a thing. Who knew? Um, I think, you know, if you say I'm kind of worried about it, but also kind of relieved that I don't actually suck in bed. A, women do this all the time. If a guy doesn't come... If a guy does fucking anything, we automatically uh, feel self-conscious and we're like, oh my God, like, was I not hot enough or did I do something to turn him off or like, do I suck or blah, 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 blah. And we really need to start, like, stop doing that immediately. You need to go in there and get your nut. That's really what matters. And secondly, she's kind of worried about it. I think the only reason that you need to be worried about it is if you're trying to have kids, but with modern medicine, I'm sure there are plenty of options. Okay. Hello. So I have been with my boyfriend for two years. It's 
absolute shit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But since the timing kind of sucks and I'm comfortable, I'm staying in it for now. I've cheated in the past, but want to do it again with someone better. How can I meet a guy in this current circumstance? Parentheses COVID without making a dating profile. We are in California, so we're under stay at home orders. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. As a fellow cheater, as someone who has cheated in almost every single relationship I've been in, I think I could be someone to answer this question for you. There's just so many different ways to cheat. I think if you don't want to make a dating profile because you don't want him to obviously wait hold on a second I was about to say so he won't see you on there I guess maybe his friends could see you you could make a dating profile with a different name and then tell him that you think someone is using your pictures that's a b you can just go directly through Instagram throw up a sexy pic I'm sure any guy that like responds is wanting to fuck slide into any guy's DMs that you think would be good. Um, Reach out to past hookups, people that you didn't even think about. Pull out that Rolodex and scroll through your contact list and just start reaching out to dudes that you've never tried it with and that potentially could be good in, good in bed. Because I'm just going to let you know right now, nine times out of ten men are ready and willing to fuck. So you're under stay-at-home orders, so you're saying you can't just go to a fucking bar or a club and meet a guy, obviously. You can go on a fucking walk, and you can walk up and down the busiest street in L.A. I don't even know what that is, Rodeo Drive. Just kidding. If you're looking for a 90-year-old man with skin that looks like leather, then you should go to Rodeo Drive. But if you just want a better hookup for your cheating rendezvous... Walk up and down that street. Hopefully you have a dog and you can walk the dog. And I promise you, if you do it for long enough and if you're wearing a sexy outfit and you look cute, you will have someone approach you. And I guess the last one is you said you couldn't go on dating profiles, honey. There are 40 dating sites. So I don't know. Is he on farmers.com? Is he on JewDate.com? Is he on CatholicSingles.com? Is he on AshleyMadison.com, which is exactly what you're looking for? I don't think so. And I think that's where you need to be going. So, you know what? Don't let COVID and don't let your boyfriend get in the way of you doing your fucking cheating and doing what's right for you. Female empowerment. Boom. And that is it for today, people. Congrats, class. 2020 didn't fucking count, so get ready for 2021. Slute University, we have a lot of learning to do, a lot more sluting to do. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and follow me at Sophia Franklin, S-O-F-I-A, Franklin, F-R-A-N-K-L-Y-N. Class is in session, and I will see you next week.